Boys and girls, girls and boys, it's another World of Basketball Ball Court Podcast with your guy, Coach Drew. Stick with us. We got some big things happening in the world of basketball. Welcome, everyone. This is Ball Court, the world of basketball. I am your host, Coach Drew. And I know it's been a week since we've spoken, but man. So much is taking place. It's like this NBA season and this basketball season on a whole has been moving on a fevered pace. Things has been rushing back. College basketball is back. Not to mention, we have things going on within basketball and the NBA itself. I want to go ahead and jump right into it. Let's go ahead and get started with our home cooking segment. We're going to go ahead and talk about some of the big things with those power rankings. After that free agency, and I'm talking, it was an amazing free agency. One person going this place, somebody else going here. Chris Paul is on the Phoenix Suns. And all of a sudden, now the Lakers are the number one team again? Man, it was like a flash of light. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some of these free agency moves, and we're going to jump into Coach Drew's top five after the free agency time period yeah that top five after the free agency time period so who's on the power rankings all right we're gonna start from my number five all right and i'm gonna go ahead and jump right into it and go go i'm gonna go hard all right now this is a very unfavorable one because a lot of people a lot of people are uh they're telling me that i'm wrong with this one all right my number five is the brooklyn nets here's why i find that they're gonna be the fifth best team here it is the Brooklyn Nets, you know, and, and I was kind of leaning between two teams, between the Denver Nuggets and the Brooklyn Nets, and here's why I took the Brooklyn Nets. First and foremost, Kevin Durant comes back healthy. He, a healthy Kevin Durant, I would say, arguably, is one of the best players in the league right now. Some might even say that he is currently the best player in the league. I do apologize, LeBron. That's how some people feel. I'm not one of those people, but I do understand. But still, they could say that he is one of the best people in the league. It would, and 100% Kevin Durant, not to mention alongside Kyrie Irving, this is going to be a phenomenal team to watch. You're going to have a lot of things, you're going to have a lot of things moving, but you have an actual coach and a style of coaching that's going to be very up-tempo. And I'm talking about bringing in first-time head coach Steve Nash and the up-tempo system that he's bringing along with him with Mike D'Antoni and, of course, Amari Stoudemire, an up-tempo big man. Hmm, kind of reminds you of somebody, Kevin Durant. I'm telling you, this team is made to actually go ahead and stretch, stretch the floor. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the other pieces that we're going to go ahead and put around that. You put Spencer Dinwiddie. You put uh, DeAndre Jordan. You put Torian Prince, Jared Allen, and Bruce Brown around that as a team on a whole, you have a team that's moving fast, a quick team, an aggressive team. And of course, you put Jeff Green on there. Then you got somebody who's going to go out there and run down rebounds and, and make a defensive stop. So you got a team that's going to spread the floor. You got a team that's going to run the floor and a team that's capable of stopping another team. That's the reason I had to edge out the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, 
they didn't really make any moves during the free agency, even though they were the most phenomenal team in the bubble. I still have to go ahead and give the nod to the New Jersey Nets. Did I say New Jersey Nets? Well, I meant the Brooklyn Nets. You know who I meant. You know, I'm God, I'm old. Anyway, anyway, let's go ahead and jump onto my number four. Number four is the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, the beast of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, the ones that everybody claims to have been the best team in the East all year last year. Now, right now, they're kind of treading water because they're doing everything they can not to really uh, make a push at it this year, but they got to make a proof that, hey, this push that they're making this year is going to be something that's going to hold over for years to come. Because this is the only way you're going to have Giannis sign that commitment to keep on playing in, in Milwaukee. Or he's going to be another big man that Milwaukee ended up losing, another future Hall of Famer or Hall of Famer that they lost, a la Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So we don't want to go ahead and go down this route. So here's what they put in place. They actually have a pretty decent starting five. Picking up Drew Holiday from the New Orleans Pelicans in a phenomenal trade, you know, which sent over only a couple of draft picks, you know. It was a pretty decent trade. And Dante DiVincenzo, or like I like to call him, the red-headed bandit. Dante's a killer right there, you know. And then you got Chris Middleton and Giannis and Brooke Lopez. You have a solid starting five. You put that into the East, and that's a, definitely a team that could push through the East and have some very, very tough, tough games. Now, I know what you're saying. What will make this team a little bit better? What will make this team a little bit calmer? Maybe if Giannis had went ahead and signed a Supermax, that weight will be lifted off of their shoulders. They'll be able to play a little bit looser as a team and know that not every play and every pass is going to be scrutinized. But if I was Giannis, just for the simple fact of, you know, business-wise, I would hold off on signing it, but you know that by doing that, you're going to hurt your team. So you got to weigh things out. So you give the yin and the yang. And if he doesn't sign it, what is going to be the next step for the Milwaukee Bucks? You saw that they had a problem, you know, saying when they blew that, uh, when they blew the trade to bring over Borgen and Bogdanovich, they had a problem with that. So if you're going to try and offload Giannis, of course, everybody's going to be lining up to be a taker. But they know that the reason why you're offloading them is due to desperation. So 10 chances one, it might be an Anthony Davis situation. They might say, hey, you know what? We're not even going to trade. We'll wait until it is done. And then, you know what? We'll just go ahead and pick them up from there. You don't want to end up like that and get nothing for it. So as number four with the Milwaukee Bucks, I definitely think they could have probably moved up in my power rankings if Giannis had signed that Supermax. And we know that they did not have that weight on their shoulders. But it would be very, very hard to move up in the power rankings because the number three in my power rankings is the Miami Heat. Here's why. Miami Heat, hands down, scariest team in the bubble. I'm talking, they were, that was a team that was, hands, if I could say it, that was a team that was so young and dumb, they didn't realize that they were not even supposed to get that far. They wasn't even supposed to be there. But Jimmy Butler kept on talking in their ear and kept on moving up. And these, and these young people, they said, hey, you know what? Maybe we were supposed to be there. But things have changed. Of course, free agency does cause things to change. But here's the bright side. 
silver lining in the cloud. Gordon Drogic is going to be coming back. So having him back is definitely going to be an asset. With his 19.1 points a game and 4.1 rebounds, I'm telling you, hands down, this is something that they need. He's also the type of person that moves the ball. 4.4 assists a game, he's going to be uh, he's going to be uh, hands-down a contributor. Now, these were his stats during the playoffs. I'm talking about this because these are critical to going to be to their transition moving forward. Going into the Eastern Conference, you're going to need somebody who's going to have to play those deep, deep, deep games. Now, we had, they did keep they did keep Myers, uh, Myers Leonard, who's a 41.4 three-point shooter. That allows them to spread the floor for a lot of the young guys, like such as, you know, their Jimmy Butlers and their Tyler Heroes, who's also spreading the floor, but is able to attack the basket along with Duncan Robinson. Now, Bam Abadario, he's going to be a beast in himself. You know, he did his thing during the bubble last year. So, of course, he's going to be a beast. They lose Jay Crowder. But here's the thing. This is kind of offset because they get Preston Sachua coming out of Memphis. Yep, from Queens, New York. Anyway, Preston Sachua coming out of Memphis doing his thing. And Preston Sachua, if it wasn't for Jameis Winston, you know, taking that, not, yeah, yes, Jameis taking the um, the 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 eleven point five thousand from uh from Penny, Precious wouldn't have gotten any, any playing time, and we wouldn't have even seen the type of player that he was. So, I'm going to tell you the truth, Miami, if I was you, I'd send Penny Hardaway 11500 you know, just to offset things. He really helped y'all out. Because now Precious Achua, he's going to offset what Jay Crowder was doing by giving you that, that, that high level of defense as well as that high level of rebounding. Now, they also pick up Avery Bradley from the Lakers. Avery Bradley, I know he's not known for his offense anymore. Yes, he can hit the occasional three. He makes some great passes with the ball, but he's not an offensive threat. But here's where he is a threat and where he was a threat for the Los Angeles Lakers. He's a defensive beast. You can put him on anybody on the perimeter, and he could pretty much lock him down, forcing bad shots. So think about it. You have Tyler Hero on one end. You have Duncan Robinson on the other, and they're making great shots. And then you put in Avery Bradley to go ahead and stop your best shooter from making his best shots. That's going to be a problem. And mathematically, I don't know if anybody will be able to handle that. This is absolutely insane. Those were just three of my top five. I want you to stay with me right here on Ball Court. You're going to find out the other two in my number one and two in the power rankings as well. And we're going to jump into some more World of Basketball right here on Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And you can tell that, man, maybe I kind of calmed down just a little bit. Here's why. Because I'm about to tell you my number one and my number two in the power rankings of my top five power rankings. Let's go to number two first. 
it comes to me with a heavy heart to even mention them as my number two in the power rankings. As a matter of fact, a tear is coming to my eye. I feel like Denzel Washington in glory with that single solitary tear that's running down the side of my cheek. But let me go ahead and break it down to you exactly the reason why this is happening. Because as my number two, I would have to say it is uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Let me go ahead and tell you why, Lakers fans. Please, I am not turning my back on you. I love you too, with all my heart. But they have made some phenomenal moves. Yes, picking up Serge Ibaka and Serge Ibaka coming out of Toronto when he played for OKC all around. Serge Ibaka has just been a beast in his career. He's one of the better defenders in the league. And as a matter of fact, the fact that they didn't get Montrell's Harrell and I know that they wanted Trez and Trez said, Trez said they didn't want him. But I can see why, because Serge Ibaka is going to be a better defender than Montrez Harrell. And if you saw the way that Montrez Harrell kind of shrunk during the playoffs and in the bubble, it kind of made him look very bad. And you're going to turn around and say, who's going to be the better defender? Who's going to be the person that's more needed going down the road? I would have to say Serge Ibaka is that person especially since Paul George is still going to be there. And in the playoffs, Paul George was shooting two for 14. Yes, you heard it right. Two for 14. They almost got fined for tampering for two for 14. We're not going to talk about that. But that, that means that's a lot of other rebounds for Serge Ibaka to go ahead and scoop in. That makes them a lot better of a team. So you still have Patrick Beverly. You still have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Not to mention Marcus Morris Sr. decided that he's going to run it back one more time in one more time in L.A. So you have you have a team that pretty much is a very good team, a very impressive team, a type of team that if you put them on the floor together, they could be a very dominant squad. Now you have a new head coach also over there. Yes, championship caliber head coach in Tyron Lue. Now. Tyron Lue has actually had superstar teams before, so he knows how to handle those different uh, those different personalities. Dealing with LeBron James and, of course, Kyrie Irving, you have to know how to manage both while making both feel like they are a superstar. Now, do we think that we still have that same situation with the Clippers? I don't know, because in my mind, Kawhi Leonard has actually shown me that you are, yes, a star in this league where you are. I don't feel that you are a top-level, top-tier superstar, and here's why. There's a lot of teams that you have played on that you've surrounded yourself with the superstars needed to go ahead and allow you to shine. And let's be honest here, outside of that game-winning shot, you know, and Kyle Lowry did play better than you in that series, outside of that game-winning shot, you, you can't say that you was an MVP of that series. And after locking LeBron down, to, to stopping LeBron to 30 points, when you were playing with the Spurs, did you really say you was the MVP of that one? So when you go ahead and take a look at it, yes, Kawhi Leonard is considered a superstar, but you still need someone on that level to just push it over the edge. And Tyron Lue is going to be just the coach that you need that's going to be able to talk into his head and bring Kawhi to that feeling that he is one of the more elite players once again. Now, with Paul George, I definitely do feel that he is one of the elite players during the regular season. But hopefully, they can pull it together and put together such a good run that by the postseason, they got things clicking and they're playing on the same page. And that's what we're looking for. And of course, my number one team, after all that they have done, after all the changes that has been made, I have to say that they have held on to that number one spot in the power ranking is my beloved Los Angeles Lakers. 
I do apologize. This is my top five. So if you feel differently about my top five for my Los Angeles Lakers, tough. So let me go ahead and tell you why I feel that the Lakers have won and they feel that they are, they, they are the best because they have retained LeBron James. Now, if we feel that by any chance year 18 is going to be the year that LeBron James falls off of a cliff and his talents go south and he can't, he can't play no more and he's not making great passes and he's not making great reads and he's looking slow when he's running out of the pocket. No, that's Tom Brady. I apologize. Please correct that. Okay. If we think that that's going to happen to LeBron James, you are sadly mistaken. But because LeBron James seems to only get better with age. It's like a fine wine, if you will. And I think that he's playing on this level to one day be playing alongside his son. That's why I feel he's still going hard. Now, let's see what they added to the weapons that you added. Now, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, those are weapons by itself. But they said, no, we're going to go back and we're going to restock. They added in Mark Gasol. And all my Lakers fans, you know that Gasol name? Yes, that is Paul Gasol's little brother. And he is also a champion in himself. So adding Mark Gasol this brings us a little bit closer to the good old Kobe days. Remember Kobe and Gasol? beautiful time. But now we're going to have LeBron and Gasol, of course, with Anthony Davis alongside them. Now, Montrez Harold, sixth man of the year, even though he did shrink a little bit during the playoffs, throughout the year, he was playing phenomenal. And if you take a look at the runner-up for the sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder, you're looking at two of the most phenomenal bench players in the league is now going to be sitting on the same bench. So, where was one of the key points that I would say that uh, when I was looking at the season last season and I was had a heavy hand and a heavy heart and I was seeing things that was going on, one of the key points I looked at with the Lakers was their bench. How does their bench fare against other teams? Now, right now, I could clearly say that our bench is kind of... It's kind of stronger than, than it was before. I, of course, yes, we lose shooters like Danny Green. And after missing that shot when you know, LeBron James brought everybody in, sucked in the entire defense, passed it out, and just for my basketball purists, I just want to go ahead and let you know, LeBron James got, he got literally dragged for making that pass to Danny Green. But this was the same pass that Michael Jordan told Steve Kerr to be ready for. Remember back, in, back during those playoffs, he looked at Steve Kerr. He said, Steve Kerr, be ready for this. This was Danny Green's Steve Kerr moment. He missed it. He missed that pass. I'm not saying that that's what got him traded, but I am saying that if you are a fan of LeBron and you've ever seen him play with anybody else, that certainly does not guarantee that they will be playing on the team next year. So... By him missing that pass, of course he got traded. And who did he get traded for? Wesley Matthews. And to be honest with you, Wesley Matthews is a, is a quality three-point shooter. He spreads the floor very well. I think that does make up for the loss of Danny Green. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope, shout out to Contavious Caldwell-Pope, man, going out there and getting that money. You know, see, he signed a new three-year deal, $40 million, you know what I'm saying? So this way he could actually show his value. He's going to be around for a, a longer time. Now, even though Anthony Davis didn't sign his deal yet, we all know that it's in the making, it's about to happen, and that extension is going to be there. Here's the scary thing about it. Even though you, some people may argue 
LeBron James may be in a decline after at a certain point. Not to mention, of course, you know, you're going to have that time where Wesley Matthews is going to have to get used to the team and get used to the spacing and how's Mark Gasol going to be able to play. But I'm telling you, outside of all of this, outside of all of the champions, all the veterans that we have around here, Anthony Davis is only 27 years old. He is still maturing. He's still coming into his own. This is not fully his team yet. This is still kind of LeBron's team in a way. So the scary part about it, this is the reason why they hit the number one in my power ranking, is that while this team gets together over this 72-game season, that's going to be happening at a rapid pace where they're going to be training and working together feverishly over that time. And this short 72-game season, they're going to gel very quickly. You're going to see a team that's going to go from a LeBron and Davis team with all the right components around it to make it very successful. So hands down, if you take a look at that bench, you take a look at you take a look at the uh, starters. You it was just all around a better team. And I'm not saying this is no slight to you know Javale McGee and Dwight Howard and the things that they did with the team because yes, we are going to lose a little bit of rebounding, but where are we going to lose that rebounding? We're going to gain in floor spacing as well as we're going to gain in three point shooting with Mark Gasol, a great three point shooter in himself, as well as Wesley Matthews. So they definitely go ahead and take my number one, and I have to go ahead and give them an applaud for that. Let's jump on to the next topic. Let's jump on to that next topic. Woo! That was exciting. That was exciting. I'm telling you. That's why, that, that's why they hit my top five. This is my top five. I had to tell you them because it's nobody else's top five. This is me. This is how I feel. This is based off of what I watched, the, the trades and everything. So we're going to jump on. All right. Shout out to LaMelo Ball. You know what I'm saying? I got to give him a big shout out. He signed his rookie deal with the Hornets. Yes. And it's a really good deal. It's actually a really good deal. It's a two-year deal, $16 million. You know, it includes a club option of $8.6 million and $10.9 million through the 2024 and 25 season. It's a great deal. And when you look at it, when you take a look into comparison, him and Lonzo, Lonzo had a similar deal, but it was just a little bit longer. He said he had a very standard uh, rookie deal going four years. You know, um, his deal, 40, four years, $33 million when Lonzo came out as a number two pick. But I find that LaMelo, LaMelo's deal holds a lot more flexibility and a lot more uh, room for him to actually go ahead and make big money coming year three and year four. So this is something that's really great for LaMelo. I think that he's making those right steps. I feel like Michael Jordan, in a way, is just, you know, in a way trying to make amends for, you know, he should have he said something to Jerry Reindorf about Scottie Pippen's contract. I mean, dude, this man was getting dragged and you was balling out there. You didn't say nothing. Anyway, I think this is his way of giving back, you know, his way of, his way of paying his penance in a way. So either way, I think this is a very great deal. This is a very player-friendly player deal because it's kind of like – I feel like uh, Rich Paul was involved in making this deal. This is a very LeBron-like deal in a way because this is going to give LaMelo that freedom, like I said. And, of course, with LaMelo making his money, signing with Puma on the outside, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So good job. Great job, Melo. I'm glad you make your check. Good job. Now, Andrew Bogut. 
man, I want to go ahead and say thank you. Thank you for your career. Thank you for being an inspiration to basketball. And thank you for being exactly what ball court has personified. The world, the worldwide world of basketball, everyone playing. See, Andrew Bogut retired from basketball this week. And well, some people may know, Andrew Bogut is something different to each and every person. Some people may know Andrew Bogut as the Warriors, as a warrior from the NBA, a champion alongside, you know, Steph Curry and the Splash Brothers, and they did some beautiful things. Or some of us may know Andrew Bogut as being on one of the better teams on the NBL, dominating in the NBL last season, and being one of the teams that, that honestly was giving LaMelo Ball a run. He played against them, and they, they struggled. New Zealand was a team. They, they had a squad. So, hands down, when you take a look back at his career, he's been, he had a storied career, a legendary player, and one of the best centers to ever play the game. The question is, who's going to be in the 30 for 30 when they're going to drop the 30 for 30 for Andrew Bogut? He had an amazing career, and we want to thank you for everything that you've done for the game of basketball, and I know that you will continue to do for the game of basketball. I know you are hanging up your sneakers, but I know you're not turning away from the game. So as you put on, your, put on that hat to join that next level of life and that next step in your basketball career, you just remember this. The people that you inspired is watching. The people that doubted that you could make it this far has watched, and they're still watching. So you are a champion in all sports. You are a champion on all levels. You maintain that, and we will see you in the next big thing. I, I see some big things for Andrew Bogut in the future, probably coaching one of the NBL teams or possibly coming back to the NBA to coach. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So before we go ahead and jump into that next segment, the world of basketball, well, we're going to talk about the world and we're going to talk about college basketball. Yes, college basketball is back and I got some great news, some real feel-good stories about it. So I'm going to say, before we do that, I'm going to grab a little water. I'm a little parched right now. So y'all stick with me. I'm Coach Rue. This is the world of basketball. And thank you. Thank you for being right here with me on ball court. Hang around a little bit longer. I got some more basketball for you. to the world of basketball. I am Coach Drew. This is Ball Court. And yes, like I told you, we're going to talk about some college basketball, man. I want to talk about my feel-good story of the week. 
right? Because there's a lot that happened in basketball this week. But this was one of those things that happened in basketball that actually pulled on my heartstrings. And anybody knows me in college basketball because I find college basketball and high school basketball to be some of the purest forms of of high-level basketball. And I really love it. And one of the teams that I, that stands out to me, especially growing up in New York, has been Syracuse. The Syracuse Orange team, or Orange women, have been a team that I've actually sat down and watched. Now, last season, I remember uh, Syracuse's Tiana Manjahaya played, and she had to sit out for a little bit. Now, Tiana came back, and she in her first game back, the reason why she had to sit out was um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. This was her first game back since her diagnosis of breast cancer. She came back and dropped 16 points, had seven rebounds, and three assists. That is a phenomenal game. And I'm talking about if you're fully healthy and fully well, that is still a phenomenal game to be played. So with her playing, coming back from breast cancer, I want to go ahead and applaud her. It was an amazing effort out there. She ran the floor. She played hard. Thank you, Tiana. Good job. Great job. Syracuse ladies, y'all keep playing that level of basketball and keep pushing through the season. I definitely want to make sure everybody remains safe and remain healthy and keep pushing forward. Next, I want to go ahead and jump over to Texas. Yup, them Longhorns. Hook'em horns. Hook'em horns. Yes, Texas Longhorns and went ahead and played against North Texas. And they beat them, which we kind of knew they are because they are a big-time program. They beat them 106 to 69. But the person who really helped out in that game was Char it was Charlie Collier. She stood out and she is my college player of the week. You know, say why you ball, why you ball. Charlie, come on, man. You are lighting it up. And I'm talking lighting it up. She put up NBA numbers. She had 44 points, 16 rebounds, and two blocks. As a matter of fact, out of those 44 points, 14 of those points were made from the free throw line. She went 14 of 15 from the three free throw line. This was unbelievable. She was playing video game level. I swear to God, if she was on 2K, I would be so mad. I would have thrown my controller down and said, nah, I'm not playing anymore. This how great she was balling. She was Asia Wilson in 2K21 level. I'm talking just, just beast. Now, here's, here's what I want you to go ahead and take a think about. She scored 44 points. North Texas as a team scored 69 points. They only outscored her by 25 points. They outscored her by 25 points. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. That's what makes you my player of the week, Charlie Carrier. Keep it going. Keep it going. Now, before we go, I always like to give a word from our coach. This year, the word from our coach is going to be about this. Today's word from our coach is going to be about the grind. Yes, the grind. And the reason why I, I, I talk about the grind, and I'm, I'm going to start it off with this. I'm gonna, I want to start it off with a quote from Kobe Bryant. I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. A lot of people believe that to be an athlete is a God-given gift. 
a lot of people believe that automatically if your father had played, your mother played, if you come from athletic pedigree, you are automatically going to be great. See, there's a saying that I've heard many times said. I've said it myself. Hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. See, LeBron, the reason why I bring this up is because LeBron James recently after winning the, the, the NBA championship got back into the gym and started working right away. Now, that's pretty regular for LeBron James. What made it what made it all more compelling was now Bronny is grinding alongside him. He now has it where his son, LeBron James Jr., is understanding the grind that it takes to become a professional athlete, the grind that it takes to get to the next level. See, a lot of us as coaches, as parents, you know, even as athletes, we... We are lost within the grind. We think that natural ability should take over with everything. We don't realize that this is a craft. And in order to be perfect at your craft, and in order to grow at your craft, you must train and work hard at improving your craft. I sit around and I coach AAU level of children. I coach and train um, younger level children, as well as I coach and train adults. And the one thing I realize is, regardless of the age, regardless of the gender, is the ones that understand the grind improves. They improve consistently. They know that I have to do this. I have to push hard. I have to work hard. Tomorrow is not promised. The grind is all that counts. So, I want you to take this with you as you go on on your day or on your week. If you don't remember anything, remember this from the coach. Fall in love with the grind. Fall in love with practice. Fall in love with the ability of being better. The games is only an hour or two. I don't, it's been on timeouts. Practice is where we get our work. Fall in love with the grind, and eventually you will fall in love with success. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening this week and tuning into your ball court. I really do appreciate it. Definitely go ahead and tune into Let's Kick It. If you haven't been keeping up on that, you got to go ahead and keep up on it. Go to cwnsports.com and subscribe. Like the shows, follow us on radio.com and everywhere else you can listen to our podcast. All right, yeah. And if you are waking up every morning, I definitely say you got to go ahead and listen to the Sean Harvey Morning Show. I'm on there every now and again, but Sean Bar, uh, Sean Barbie, uh, sending all of them, they are on there, they're gonna be doing a thing. Bobby Cologne, she just celebrated her birthday, so happy birthday to her. I want everybody out here to go ahead and tune into the Blitz. Malik is doing his thing. He's keeping it up. He's keeping live. And speaking of keeping live and keeping fresh, don't forget to tune into Let's Kick It. We're coming out talking about some of the fresh new gear, the fresh new kicks, and some of the finest new things. As a matter of fact, yes, the Let's Kick It brand is also going to be stepping up, and we're going to be featuring different sneakers every week so you gotta check it in so if you're looking for something just like this the air max 90s yep 
Yeah, you see it right here, the Tiffany Blues. We talk about stuff just like this. And it is always right there on Let's Kick It. Fresh and fly. But before I get out of here, I want you to talk to my guys. Yup, cashtocheckin.com. Check them out, cashtocheckin.com. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical. CashToChecking.com. When it comes time to start building and you realize that you got to start expanding that gym and get into a bigger and better place, go to CashToChecking.com. They will help you get the money you need to start the things you need to do today. All right. And I want to thank y'all for hanging out with me right here at Ball Court. We will see you next week. We got some more great things happening in the world of basketball. We got some more big news taking place. And don't forget, check us out on all forms, on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else you can find us. We'll see you next time. Have a great one. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.